Good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. Okay, now I'm checking for my podcasters on Zoom to see if they opened up their pod beam. Okay, hang on a second. Good morning, Virginie. Woo, she's arriving next Wednesday from France. Woo, woo. Uh, Virginie, welcome, welcome. Yes, welcome to the podcast family. Okay, Isabelle is there. Welcome, Lise. Is there, Monique, you haven't opened up yet? Kendra opened up. Okay, guys, we, we, we need more people on the pod beam. Trish, go open up. Okay, everybody open up. It gives us the brownie points. <laughs> we got to hit those hearts. Welcome, everybody, to the podcast, The Millionaire of the Diamonds. I, I said to Jean-Philippe and Sabrina and, of course, Marie-Pierre, I'm so, so passionate, so passionate about this subject we're covering Um The whole book has been absolutely amazing, but now I'm talking from my own paradigm. We're at the level of this book where personally, personally, it confirms why, one, I am where I am, personally, with my family and with my business. And number two, it excites me because to level up intentionally every day and to be the best version of ourselves every day, We need to exercise. We need to exercise these habits. Now we're in Stephen Covey, uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Again, if you're joining us for the very first time, it's so important that before you go into your public victories, you master your personal victories. And empathic listening, which is the subject of today, can only be achieved. Let me repeat it. Marie-Pierre, tell me if it's clear enough. Can only be achieved. If we master habits one, two, and three, where we're absolutely sure of our deep core value and our principles, because otherwise empathic listening can be dangerous. The other person can end up manipulating us. Okay. So let's dig in. Are we digging in? Look, look at me. Monique, are you leaning in? We got unresponsible. I love you. Okay. So let's go. Seek first to understand involves a very deep shift in paradigm, okay? The benefits of an empathic listening is this. Remember that we typically seek first to be understood. Now, as of today, and remember for those of us in my multi-level marketing business, we have a French seminar for leaders. We did our English one last week, which was phenomenal. And this weekend is going to be in French. It's going to be a great opportunity for you, my friends, to test empathic listening. And you're going to realize that a lot of people, that when you're speaking as a leader, they're not even listening to you. What they're typically doing is looking at what you're saying to fit your own paradigms, okay? Most people don't listen. They just wait for their turn to talk, or even worse, they interrupt us while we're speaking. Ever had that happen to you? Okay. This morning, I was coming to the office, and the radio was open in the car. Now, it's, 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 my radio is never open. I love being in silence. But because my daughter borrowed my car yesterday, the radio was open, and something caught my attention because I prepared the podcast last night. So what Melissa, Melissa, you know what caught my attention this morning? There was one radio, um, how do you call the radio guy, the guy who speaks, Wh- whatever, irrelevant. On the radio, there was this guy that was explaining to his coworker, this girl, 
Yesterday, I had a beautiful experience. I went to the dentist and there was no parking. And all of a sudden, there's a man with two young children that makes me a sign and says, give me a minute, take this parking. Now, his friend, her friend, his friend, she wasn't listening to a story. She was listening to make sure she was going to tell a similar story. Everybody follow me where I'm going with this? I hope I'm going to explain it properly in English. So the radio guy says, so as he pulls out and I'm about to pull in, he gets out of his car and he gives me his ticket. He says, there's still an hour on my ticket. Don't repay for parking. It's $12 per hour. He didn't even have the chance to finish speaking that his co-worker, the girl who, who uh, uh, animates, I don't know how to say the, the, the right English word here, the radio station with him. Yeah, yeah, me too. Me too. It happened last month. So that means that this person wasn't listening. She was just waiting for her turn to say me too. Ever that happened to you? Okay. You say, oh, I'm not feeling good. Oh yeah, me too. Yesterday. Okay, I didn't ask you about you. I'm telling you, I don't feel good. So I, I just wanted to prepare you so you can see and you can understand how it happens to us every single day, either to us or either we do it to someone else. Everybody follow me? Okay, this is what is happening. They are either speaking or preparing to speak. In this case, she, was, she wasn't listening to him. She was preparing to speak as soon as she had a window to get into the conversation. They are filtering everything to fit their own paradigms. In other words, their own autobiography and other people's lives. And this is a big mistake we do. So I'm listening to you, Monique, but I'm listening to you in a sense where is what she's saying fitting my own reality? That's the only part I pick up. And then when I finally I'm going to give you a response, you realize that I didn't listen to a darn thing you said other than what fitted my paradigm. So there's no building of trust here. So when a person is talking, we are usually listening at one of these four levels. Okay, if you're digging in, write it in because it's wonderful to bring it to your children, to your husbands and those in leadership position to the people you lead. Number one way level that we're listening, ignoring another person we're ignoring. When the person is speaking, we're not really listening at all. In fact, we're simply ignoring them and looking down at our phone, our phone when they're speaking or looking down at our watch or mm, we're writing notes. Okay. The second level people listen is pretending. This is my favorite. Ever talk to somebody? Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm. I mean, I'll do it when I'm not interested in listening to the other person. But this is not my mainstream way of communicating with my husband, my children, my sales force, and those that I lead. Okay. Uh, the third way is selective listening. I'm only hearing certain parts of the conversation. This is usually typically what we do when we're listening to children in preschool. Or if we have a nephew and niece that just blah, 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 So we're going to kind of, you know, Jane pick up on certain things. And the fourth way typically people listen is too attentively. Really? No. Like they're so attentive that it's uncomfortable. Have any of those type of friends in your life? Like, whoa, get out of my bubble. Like I'm going to stop sharing with you. Oh my God. It's actually creepy, right? Okay, so what Stephen Covey says is we have to go in the fifth level of listening, 
which is done by very, very few. And this is a higher form of listening, which is called fifth level empathic listening. This is not a technique of active listening or a technique of reflecting listening. Oh, really, Monique? So if I understand correctly what you're trying and you feel it, like I, I, we would use this when we're trying to date a party, but not when it comes to my husband not when it comes to my children. It hit me many, many years ago when my daughter Nadia looks at me and she says, mom, I'm not one of your Tupperware hostesses. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay? So remember this, empathic listening, this is not a technique or a technique of, of active listening or reflective listening, which means to mirror what the other person is saying and doing. This kind of listening is skilled-based and insults those being listened to when you start doing that. Now, I'm not talking about dating a party. I'm talking about my husband. I'm talking about my children. I'm talking about that new manager I'm meeting. I'm talking about my directors, 20, those people that I lead, okay? Again, they'll feel when I'm doing this that my motives in listening is autobiographical. I'm only waiting to see how whatever you're saying is going to fit into me. You're listening with intent to reply, to control, to manipulate. What empathic listening is, is with the, un with the intent to understand. Okay, this is what it's about. And, and, and I know if you're taking notes, you're saying, yeah, but how, how, how? Marie-Pierre is coming to that, okay? And by the way, if you haven't shared yet the podcast, I'm telling you, there's a few people that I think you're going to be tagging personally, right? Okay, this is where you really and truly seek first to understand from their paradigms, their own autobiographies, from their reality, because we all have different realities. Um, you will fully, deeply understand that person emotionally as well as intellectually. So for me, what I wrote down is I listen with my ears. So write it down. Listen with your ears. I listen with my eyes. I listen with my gut. So if you're lying to me, my gut is going to say it. I listen with my heart. I'm listening with my feelings. I'm listening for the meaning of what you're trying to say to me. I'm listening from the behavior, the sense, the, the, uh, the, into, um, oh, that natural side that I'm feeling. So write it down, ears, eyes, gut, heart, feelings, meaning, behavior, intuitively. What exactly is she talking about? And that's when, you know, when I had my first meet with Monique, you know, Monique, maybe you don't realize it, but I'm really in your head and in your heart. And only then can we become, we can come to a, an, a, an agreement to where we're going from this. But if Monique doesn't feel the authenticity, there's no way that she's going to extend a hand to me and say, you know, I'll follow you. No way, no way. Empathic listening gives me accurate data and not based on what I want that data to be. I am not assuming or projecting my own autobiography. I'm listening on a on the, on, I'm listening to receive whatever your soul is sharing. So for those of you that follow my inner circle, you'll see sometimes how we, we begin it a certain way and another time we begin it another way because I do the inner circle with my heart. 
And sometimes the crying starts at the beginning and sometimes the crying starts at the end. Those that were at the SFL, you saw when we interviewed Miriam, what happened? Okay, that's what empathic listening is about. And by the way, when you practice it, then you're going to have a husband that's, that's going to mirror what you're doing. You're going to have children that are going to do it. So it's so important that you, my podcaster, get it. You get the empathic listening, what, it, what it's about. And it also allows me to make deposits in your emotional bank account based on what you need. Because sometimes I think I'm making uh, a deposit in your emotional bank account to, um, Joyce, but in, in, in actual fact, you considered condescending. And I actually did a withdrawal. This is what it allows to do. It allows you to make real, real emotional bank accounts deposit. It's healing. We give like oxygen to the other person. We, 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 it helps us restore the broken. Sometimes I'm talking with some, somebody and all of a sudden she starts crying on me, Marie-Pierre. Well, there was a level of trust that was met that she felt it safe to let go. And that's how you know. I remember once Annie Marchal, she says to me a long time ago, she goes, you know, Maria, I never have to take out the box of Kleenex when I teach. How come only you, when you train on something, everybody needs a box of Kleenex? And as I'm preparing this podcast, I say, oh, my God, that deep-rooted religious upgrade upbringing I received from my mom and dad, my husband, the same thing. That's where it really comes for me. That's where empathic listening was really, really taught. Remember that part in the Bible when Jesus says to the woman, they want to lapidate because she cheated on her husband and what, and everybody had a rock to start throwing at her. Anybody remember that scene in, in the Bible? Yeah. Okay. And he says, Jesus, throw you, you who have never sinned, throw that first rock. So, if any, anybody's been raised religiously, you know we have received that training from that. And I'm emotional as I'm talking to you because sometimes we, we, we have it all and we just take it away to modernize ourselves with the, with the personal, personality-based literature, which is all about one inch deep and a mile wide, right? So I'm reading this and I say, oh, my, my God, my husband has empathic list. There's people that come from all around the world to meet him and talk to him. Like, like the other night, Marie-Pierre, he went upstairs in the living room. Somebody FaceTimed him. He listened to him for three hours. And I know why, because they feel safe in his presence. So this is what empathic listening is about. It's about healing. It's about restoring the broken. It's about validating them. It's about appreciating them. It's about recognizing them the way they need to be recognized, healed, appreciated in the present moment. Only then can we influence them. Only then can we problem solve together and help them step to their next level in life. With Mohammed, that's exactly how we've been building this relationship for 34 years. With my kids, and there's things I can't share with you unless I have the okay from them and they'd be present with me. But we've been some through some such, like you look at my relationship with my kids and you would think that, it was always dandy. Little do you know the, the hardships we went through between ages 12 and 18. But only empathic listening restored them and makes me have this relationship with them where they still breathe my oxygen. And yesterday I was sharing with my team. I go, my daughter has been, um, has been offered um, an opportunity to become an associate associate with one of the top 10 firms in the world. 
situated in Paris on Champs-Élysées. And you know what's the first thing she said to me? Like, I don't know whether she's going to take it or not. She goes, Mom, would you come and live with me? <laughs> and when I think what I went through, Marie-Pierre, I said, who would have thought I would have had this privilege today? That's what it is. You know, when I'm meeting with my directors, and sometimes, Monique, I'm going to meet with a brand new director, and 30 minutes later, I'm out of there because it's not kosher. Like, this is what it's about. So to dive in deeper so you can write more specific notes, I said, Marie-Pierre, I'm going to be good to bring the, the interpretation because I live it every single day. But you need to help everybody out that hasn't doesn't have that religious background who didn't learn it from their parents or have nobody to mirror empathic listening. Bring them some content so they can use this weekend. <laughs> Yes, thank you, Maria. And I have to share before I start with the step to becoming an empathic listener, because when we say, okay, you, we need some tips to give them and some techniques, but not techniques because it's something that is writing everywhere in the book. Empathic listening, it's not a technique. So yes, we give you a technique, but it's not really a technique. <laughs> this morning so it's really just uh, some guide to help you uh, becoming an empathic listener so let's start we have 10 steps to becoming an empathic listener so the first one is practice saying take your time i'm listening and really mean it so now maybe you understand it's not really a technique but it's a technique <laughs> so we don't don't be afraid of silence sometimes all a person needs is to be heard or know you're here, you're there. So pay attention to the context and quality of the silence before responding. So the individual might be thinking about what to say next or may need a few silent moments to rein in emotion. So that's the first one. Practice saying, take your time, I'm listening. Number two, it's set aside your own agenda and really focus on the person that is in front of you only. So what is your objective on the discussion? Doesn't matter. You're now there just for the, the person in front of you. Number three is to be available and receptive emotionally as well as through body language. So give the person your undivided attention. So remove distraction. Ensure that you have the time to spend with the person and make sure no computer or other device are between you and them. Okay, now, yes, the computer are part of the discussion we needed <laughs> in Zoom, but you understand that the phone is not ringing uh, uh, beside you, so you close all your device and sound, so you are there's nothing between you and them. So giving them your full focus display respect, and the person is more likely to stay calm when they feel respected. Number four, is try to appreciate the other person's point of view. So be non-judgmental. This isn't always easy, but letting go of your own opinion frees you to focus on the other person's perspective. Acknowledging a person view, person's view and emotion helps you to help them. So this doesn't mean you need to agree with everything the person says. It's about letting them know you care that they matter. Number five, listen without being in a hurry to take over. Just like the example Maria said, 
don't be in a hurry to take over because if you are, you are not really listening. So show that you, you are listening carefully. So think about your posture and nonverbal message. Go in supportive body language like eye contact, nodding and other signals as appropriate to advertise your attentiveness without interrupting. Number six is try to imagine yourself in the other's place. So feel what the speaker feels. So listen carefully to the feelings and the fact. So soak in, in the words as well as the larger view of the individual in that specific situation. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so make sure that yes, you notice the tone of voice, the body language, and other clues to go beyond the words and gain insight in, into emotion. Number seven, it's help draw out, uh, draw out and feelings by asking questions. So if you need help to what kind of question you can use, remember that you can go on the group Les Millionaires des Diamants Inspirational Group on Facebook and you have a lot of <laughs> questions to start a conversation. So that maybe gives you just some idea that question you can ask to help them um, draw out thought and feeling. Number eight, have the speaker elaborate for further understanding. So let them speak long enough to make sure that everything is said and you can really understand. Number nine, say, let me make sure I understand and then restate the issue. So restate and paraphrase. So if you speak, refer to the person words, ask questions and clarify comments as needed. Keep that non-judgmental and respectful spirit and give the person time to respond. Remember, there's no script in empathic listening. So respond based on that person, situation, and moment. And number 10 is be sensitive to the speaker's speaker feelings. So just make sure that it's not just words, but there's feeling underneath. So yes, it's true that becoming an, an empathetic listener will take time, but it doesn't take anywhere near as much time as it takes to back up and correct misunderstanding when you're already miles down the road to redo or and to live with unexpressed and unsolved problem. So you have an exercise for this weekend. So this weekend, pick two people and listen to their body language as you listen to their words. After that, ask yourself two questions. What did you notice? And did their body language agree with their words? So now you can see that, yes, you're not just listening to words, but the whole situation, the whole thing when you listen. And of course, choose well the people you will listen to this weekend. So you make sure that uh, it's time that you know that it will be uh, well invested because it's people that you know that it will be a long relationship that you want to build. Thank you, Marie-Pierre. I, I, did you print it for me, that document? Yes. Ah, I love it. I love it. And then I said to myself, how am I going to close off? I'm going to close off like this. Okay. So with my experience, I'm going to say to you this. It is very risky. 
it is very risky for the empathic listener to listen empathically. I don't know if that makes sense in English, but it's a very risky process. Which means what? Which means that if you're not deep grounded in your habits one, two, and three, where it's not absolutely clear who you are, you can be, the empathic listener can be manipulated, can be influenced. This is why a lot of times, um, Marie-Pierre, you see me back off certain people. And you must ask yourself, well, how come she's not talking there? Because there there's, can only be an empathic listener if there's someone that's willing to be healed. Does that make sense? You know, And it's dangerous because when somebody is not willing to be healed, what's going to happen is I'm being an empathic listener with you, Monique, but you, Monique, are just waiting for the opportunity to interrupt me or to make your paradigms fit in mine. So can you imagine if I'm not deeply grounded in my values and my principles in my life? How dangerous that could be. So I said, Marie-Pierre, I'm still, I'm still going to say it. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop it at there because I was going to go somewhere else. But you really need to, to master habits one, two, and three, like really. So the benefits of empathic listening, you're going to build trust and respect. So if today I have the trust and respect of my children with all the ups and downs, it's because of empathic listening from both parents. And number two, it enables the argument. It enables us to argue because it's very important that we argue in the family. Okay. Because if you always um, bottle it, bottle it, bottle it, bottle it, when finally it comes out, it, it, it's like a champagne bottle that explodes. It's going to be a mess. So you need to iron things out as they happen. Remember last Friday, Marie-Pierre, and I shared it with you last Friday. Somebody, you know, said something. I, I ironed it out right away. I, I will argue with you, Monique, right now so that we can better connect, That so we can better build together. So it enables the arguments. It enables arguments to be, to release our emotions without affecting our relationship. Does that make sense? The way I put it in English? Okay. Third, it reduces tension because if you feel, Melissa, you can speak to me and you know that if there's something in my mind, I will speak to you. There's never any tension. We know there's always a white slate and we can write something on it, erase it and start again. There's no hard feelings. It encourages transparency, but most importantly, it creates an environment where we can conduct a collaborative problem-solving unit. So when it comes to my children, my husband, my business, the same thing. I'm excited for next week because we're going to dive deep in how to diagnose and then give the prescription. So thank you for the exercise this weekend. And for us with the SFL, well, Lord and behold, we'll be practicing them during our splits. Bye-bye, everyone. Thank you for joining us. And once again, if you haven't shared, you can still share. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye, guys. Have a great weekend. Ciao.